0: Would love marketing i'm not with her. That is that hi simon hey now how are you i'm good how are you yeah
1: i'm really good thank you really good it's very hot here not as hot as it is in daily, <laughs> but it is very hot yeah today which is why i've got my snazzy uh, summer clothes on but uh,
0: <laughs> it's all right. yeah i'm i'm so glad that you're also getting some of the sun It's not just everything, it's not only happening in India. I sometimes feel like it's nothing, maybe, yeah. But yeah, it's good to know that the whole world is uh, feeling the sun. Um, So yeah, um, today we, uh, today I wanted to talk to you about key marketing trends. Like um, a lot is happening right now and for the past few years, COVID, the Ukraine war and overall difficult economic conditions. Um, and the things are changing very rapidly. And when the economy is so unstable, marketing trends are also going to change very quickly and marketers will need to um, adapt to them. So um, what are the key trends that we should look out for?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a great point. I think at the moment there is there's a lot happening in the world. Um, I mean, it's difficult for us to keep up. We'll see that a lot of very hard things happening to people at the moment. Um, obviously in Ukraine itself um, and other parts of the world, but you know, also um, a lot of the rest of the world feeling the, um, the impact of that as well. Um, and I think um, we will do a, um, uh, a podcast in the near future, I think, on marketing in a recession. Um, it's, it's something I've had to deal with a few times in my career. There I have been two or three uh, big um, knockbacks uh, that have happened um, in the economy over that, that period. Um, and how what that changes for marketers is um is challenging. So we'll talk a bit more about that in another podcast anyway, because I think it's something that marketers who haven't been to a um a recession yet uh would, would find very useful um, some some tips and thoughts about what maybe is coming their way and how to adapt to it. Um but yeah, in terms of trends this year, um there are a number of things happening. Uh, we did a trends report right back at the beginning of the year, right? We wrote right about number of things to look out for this year. So I think touching on some of that is, um, is useful, because there have been a lot of ups and downs in the first half of this year, already with some of those, um, some of those specific trends. Um, Yeah, we talked about uh, within that we talked about the metaverse, uh, we talked about influencers, we talked about of course COVID. Um, I I think we're coming out the back end of COVID now or a friend of mine has just just been um, uh, told they have COVID yesterday, so it's still around, um, but we're coming out the worst of it, I think, certainly, uh, which is, which is good. Although I hear there's now monkeypox making its way around over here as well. <laughs> it comes from one problem to another. Um, and there's um, EAT and from an SEO perspective as well. And of course, all the privacy, cookie changes, lots of other things we talked about. Uh, yeah, where do you want to
0: start? Yeah, I think um, the most the most exciting thing right now is the metaverse because its future is so unstable and it's like such a like a gift box that everybody is dying to unwrap like explore so um what do you think next few years are going to look like in marketing what would like would be more uh in virtual reality or we will just stay in our works or what do you think will happen with that
1: yeah, it's, it's really hard to predict, isn't it? It's really hard to predict. I mean, VR was a was an exciting thing uh, when I was a kid, really. You know, there were there were you know, movies about it in the early nineties. I think when I was still pretty young, um, what was it, Man or something? Or was it that one? I don't know. Maybe I'm crossing the wrong movie. I don't know. But anyway, um, there was that sort of buzzing around, and everyone was really into the idea of it. But it um, never really went anywhere. Of course, it's picked up a lot more over the last few years as. as um, um yeah you know, facebook or messers they are now and various others have gone into the game um and yeah i still don't think we're in a place where we're anywhere near mass adoption um of course you can buy you know, the old um google cardboard and similar things to, to slot your phone into and um and have a sort of cheap version of that as well and play around with it we've got a little cheap one here that my kids love to use with their uh their phones as well so um, so yeah, I think that the future of it is is interesting. I think we're a little way away uh, from it being anywhere near mainstream. I just don't think there are enough uh, use cases for it at the moment. Um, I think AR has been a lot more uh, practical so far, um, where you can combine uh, reality and virtual reality. I think that is um, uh, that's that's how its uses, of course, in in medicine and of course in gaming and other areas. So um, so that's huge. Um, so I don't think um, consumers are really fully ready for it yet. I think we're a few years away from that. Um, and also I don't think the tech's really ready for it yet either. I think with the, um, um, where, where Meta wants to go with the metaverse, I don't think we have the infrastructure yet to really be able to deliver uh, what they need. There's been some pushback on some of that already. So um, so no, I think um, I think there is a way to go for, for the metaverse. It's a long-term play. I think the opportunity is enormous. Um, I think those people that move to it early will learn from it and will have an advantage from, from testing it out um, early on. So I think if you are in a, a brand that has some sort of um, innovation, experimentation budget, I think it is worth looking at this and seeing if you can um, you can play with it, um, learn about it, perhaps create some experiences, um, that's great. But it's, um, it's not a mature enough place for most brands to get involved with yet. So I think as marketers need to watch this space, um and see what happens you know, also you know it's going to be intrinsically tied to cryptocurrencies as well um you, know, once you get into the metaverse you're not going to play with cash right you're going to pay with most likely cryptocurrencies um and they've been suffering a lot in the last few months as well um you know they were at a, a big high back in late 2021 but with the start that we've had to 2022, which is a difficult one um they have um they've suffered quite badly and whether they'll come back to that level of strength they had before or not is a big question mark and, and as always with cryptocurrency, lots of pop debate on that one. So, um, so look, I think for me, metaverse remains a key trend um, to watch out for this year as a marketer to keep learning about, to keep understanding, to stay close to, perhaps to get involved with if you've got the team and budget to do that. Um, but largely, I think it's a long-term play to watch over the next few years. Yeah,
0: and um, I also wonder like uh, what will happen. Um, once metaverse is accessible and everybody's using it will we have more influencers like um, Addison Rae or some TikTok stars turning into metaverse stars or something like that so um, influencer marketing in general is very um, a bit of a controversial topic sometimes I feel like um, so many people from TikTok young people from TikTok were invited to the Oscars and such big Deals they are getting so it's it's something um that is a bit controversial, but um how do you think marketers can um be objective and take advantage of it
1: yeah that was a, by the way, there's a brilliantly smooth transition between metaverse and influence as well down there that's fantastic um <laughs> um so um it's a great point i think um yeah, influencers have been around for a while now and um the shape of how we work with them has changed a lot uh, in, in the area of marketing i think you're right that they get invited to the oscars now um yeah they are i mean my kids play Fortnite, and you get um yeah the actual uh skins of so the characters of an influencer that you can pretend to be basically when you're playing the game i know it's sounds like an old man putting it that way but I'm trying to explain it for everybody um and of course you yeah, know the, the the british guy that just came second in Eurovision, which is just pretty unheard of for us. Um, He's effectively an influencer as well, sort of accidental just a talented guy who's who's made it good, Um, but similar. So so the influencers are finding their way into lots of different parts of the world, not just sitting on YouTube or Instagram or whatever it is and owning their presence there, but really playing that out across lots of different channels and and mainstream media now as well. So I think they remain a huge part of any social media strategy. Yeah, I mean, a big part of growth on social media, you've heard me talk about it a lot, but yeah, really social media is about being human more so than anything else. Yeah, people people like people, ultimately, people react well to people. Um, so yeah, if you can be uh, human and build relationships and and, um, and give content to your audience that is, that is um, benefiting from multiple people with you know, good strengths, experience, talents coming together, um, it's a powerful thing to do, um, you know, two heads are better than one and all of that, so there's huge advantages to it. I think being aware of the influencers um, that you should work with is, is one key point. You know, a, lot of, a lot of small businesses I've heard say to me that you know, we don't work with influencers, we don't need to be working with the Kardashians, that's not going to help us. Okay, well the Kardashians are at the top of the pyramid, right? the influencer pyramid, you don't need to be working with the Kardashians. So when you think of influencers, a lot of people think of the, the guys with millions and millions of followers, who are earning, earning tens of millions of pounds, TV stars, massive YouTube gamers, et cetera. Okay, those are the high profile ones. But as with any industry, there are a lot of smaller profile ones as well that you can benefit enormously from working with. Um, so whatever niche you're in, there is likely to be um, more than one influencer, certainly, that you can work with. Um, and if you think about the influencer pyramid at the top you have that small tip of the pyramid which is a very small number of people with a huge number of followers and that's where you find your major celebrities uh cristiano Ronaldo, the like right up there so of course if you want to do a deal with them you get in front of a lot of people um, but it'll cost you a lot of money and most of those people depending on what you do may not be interested in what you're talking about um, whereas if you come right down to the bottom of the pyramid down to micro and nano influences and um, yeah these are people with sure, thousands of followers, and maybe tens of thousands of followers, but not millions of followers, Um, but the followers they have are really engaged in what they're talking about, um, and really loyal to them. And if you can develop a relationship with an authentically relevant um, piece of content, your brand, your product, whatever it is, is relevant to that audience, you can get actually a far better response um, from that audience and grow a really good, loyal uh, customer base from working with micro and other influencers than working with Major celebrities, so, um, so yeah, I think it's it's definitely an area that continues to be important, continues to grow, um, and I think every every brand really should be looking at how they can work with influencers, um, from you know a small high street um, brand or, or or even potentially a sole trader um, can even benefit from it as well, all the way up to um, to global uh, corporations as well. So so yeah, engage authentically, be human, build relationships. Um, it's going to help you with the algorithms. It's going to help you with attracting. Uh, consumers. So it's definitely a game still to be to be well on top of and focused on for this year.
0: That's like, I, I feel I would much rather support nano influencers than focus on the Kardashians and what they are doing, because I feel like I will be supporting that influencer in creating more meaningful content than just giving money to people who already have a lot of money
1: yeah um it's um, a great point yeah you know, so supporting small influences also is also a good thing to do um and yeah there's always things we can learn from the large influencers and, and keep in mind that many of those large influencers are not actually running their social media at all you know, they might have some level of oversight, but a lot of them won't be involved actually in their social media at all so um so yeah having a look at what they're doing and what we can learn from that is great, but that doesn't mean you have to use them you know to steal some of their uh, tactics and use it on on your own your own strategy and with your own influence. I, I think we did a blog not too long ago actually about stealing the Kardashians' social media strategy. So definitely encourage it and have a look at, at, at the blog for for what we wrote about that. But yeah, I think it's um, it's it's interesting. But I agree with you. But you're supporting smaller influencers uh, benefits everybody. Yeah. Um-
0: yeah. And you talked about how people understand people, like, uh, the power of influencers is that they are real, like they're sort of real human beings that are, um, you know, interacting with humans, but what happens when people are interacting with technology, like SEO and, um, especially EAT, like, uh, Google's new principle for SEO. What do you think like, uh, about that? What will, how will it change the game?
1: Yeah, EAT is. Um, uh, it's interesting. I, I think it's for, for me. It's not. Uh, just to be clear, EAT isn't. Um, um, it's not an SEO technique as such. Right. It's more of a more of a principle, more of a sort of thought process and a strategy than it is a, uh, uh, a specific technique. So. Um, it's not like structured data where you would implement structured data on your website. You can't implement EAT on your website as such. It's not not in that format, but uh, but it, it's a critical area. So anyone who's not looking at this again in, in marketing that has any, any level of responsibility or SEO or just generally it's worth every marketer understanding, you'll have a look at, at EAT principles. But you know, ultimately this is about building authority. It's a point that that Google have talked about for a very, very long time really. They're just giving it some some structure. Um, but you really, what we're trying to, what we're trying to say here is build yourself into, um, an authority, you know, show that you are, you are delivering something meaningful, right? Anyone can start a website. I mean, I, I could straight after this call in 10 minutes, launch a new website if I wanted to, no problem at all, right? Easily done. And I could write anything I want about anything in the world. Um, but that doesn't make me an authority on that subject, right? If I go and start a website now and I start talking about chamomile tea, right? Which I know nothing about other than that I like drinking it, right? Um, there's 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 nothing that would give me any level of authority on that at all. I have no right, really, to talk about it. Obviously, the longer I write that, perhaps more of an authority i become on the subject, right? The more I write about it. Uh, but really positioning yourself as an authority, uh, writing content that is long enough to be meaningful, um, your compelling, lengthy, uh, well-structured um, content on your particular niche, is really critical. Um, trying to drive um, your know, PR is going to help you a lot. Trying to sort of generating really good, powerful links that um, you know, people are actually saying that these guys are uh, know what they're talking about um, and we trust them. If you're getting those sort of links through from trustworthy sites, that's going to help you as well. Um, also, building experiences. So I think you know, for me, um, one way I think about EAT, um, which probably had this discussion with some other people at some point, but um, is around trying to to build a real experience a real community is something that people can um get involved with believe in, engage with um so that really really pushes those um, experience metrics on your platform um, on your website through to um uh, to showing that people are truly engaging finding it useful getting deep engagement in your website they're getting quite sticky in there um and you ideally as i say sharing um and you know if you can create content that is uh link baiting content so it's not something that is yeah meaningful that people are going to want to link to Um, so you sort of bait that link in i think that's a that's also a really great way of attracting um authority through uh as well Um, so yeah i think communities building tools writing good compelling meaningful content um gaining links these are the things that really position you as an authority as you get more pr and coverage it enables you to obviously start to play with Wikipedia and and build your profile in other areas as well. So yeah, I think that's, you know, Google is looking for ultimately um, the websites that are are a genuine, helpful um, um, and experienced voice on the subject to be surfaced rather than just some website that some guys thrown up last week. Um, So there are lots of techniques in SEO to drive yourself forward, but ultimately the principle of EAT is to surface those people who, who genuinely have the authority. So, um, so yeah, lots, you can do on that. That's just some, a bit of a download, but it's definitely a huge area of focus and it should be for anyone working in SEO or more broadly in marketing. At the moment.
0: Um, we talked about the metaverse, we talked about EAT principle, um, uh, we, the cookies, the, the privacy policies are changing short-form video content is taking over the world there are so many trends that are happening so how would you put it all together and what would be your key giveaway takeaway sorry take away from this uh interview for everybody yeah i mean
1: it, it, it's always a tricky one right um so there, there's a lot there is a lot going on um there's a lot of different ways you can Set up your team to manage it. Um, there's a lot of ways you can stay on top of things. I would encourage every marketer to never stop reading. I think that's important. Um, I mean, obviously, my my books start start with those. That's the first place to go. <laughs> and the um, I think the third edition of Digital Marketing Strategy is just just out um, last month, actually. So uh, so definitely pick up a copy of that if you can. But you know, aside from um, uh, from my books, I would encourage everyone to to be reading um, uh, your good relevant blogs and there are many of them i think i've recommended a lot of good blogs on uh, my site as well so have a look at that um and, and obviously follow my blog as well <laughs> helpful thing to do um and uh you know of course you can you can you can join our newsletters as well and uh, to be kept up to date and of course you can follow this podcast as well right so there's lots of ways from my perspective but also loads of great loads of great blogs i talking about myself um, lots of really good blogs out there loads of great websites um, obviously, YouTube is a fantastic um, source of wealth as well. You know, just be careful who you're listening to and you know, make sure that the advice you're hearing is from someone with some genuine experience and authority. Uh, there are a lot of people who are positioning themselves as experts in marketing and really just regurgitating what they find on social media at the moment. Um, so just just make sure you're listening to someone who's got um, good experience and relevance. But you know, there's loads of great stuff out there to, to learn from. So I'd encourage that. Um, yeah, I mean, harping back to my book for a second, I think um, the, the reason I wrote the book is is to do this, is to help people understand how to pull the different moving pieces together. Um, there are a lot of changes around uh, privacy and, and cookies, um, uh, GDPR over the last few years. There's, there's a lot of stuff around regulation, um, but also looking at your competition, how technology is changing. There's a lot to think about in, in managing your people, planning your strategy and, and pulling it all together. So that's what um, digital marketing strategies is designed to do to help people um, with that challenge. So, so yeah, definitely, i recommend having a look at that. But also just keep reading, keep learning, never stop. Um, and, uh, and also test, right? Never stop testing either would be my other key recommendation on, on how you make this a success. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's something you should never stop doing in every channel, in every part of, of what we do as marketers. We should be learning all the time. Um, so yeah. Those would be my quick couple of quick takeaways on how to pull it together
0: um yeah um i uh simon i think somebody was playing piano at your end uh in the ah, last ah, part
1: i wish they were playing piano sorry this is the danger of uh, of, of recording everything from a home right we've got a um a door being fitted on the other side of the house so oh. it sounds like a piano that's great it's just a drill uh, <laughs>
0: it sounds like a piano
1: yeah, yeah, people yeah can take yeah, it for a it's a shame background noise well it should have gone somewhere else but uh there we go you've got to record these things like i say, it's all about being authentic right and i'm authentically (laughs) having a lot of noise in the background
0: (laughs) yeah um so thank you everybody thank you simon thank you everybody for watching and uh that piano background noise was excellent um yeah so subscribe uh, to our channel on YouTube for more marketing tips and advice and you can follow our podcast on Spotify and Apple so see you all next time and thank you so much bye bye